Hello, this is Jenna, and welcome to the Elevate Yourself podcast, where we can talk about beauty and self-care without judgment. Okay, so today let's talk about how to coach clients who have come in with less than 40% lash retention. So if you are a new artist, this can be a little bit uncomfortable for you. So this is why I wanted to cover this here. I also have a podcast episode that I actually refer all my clients who aren't achieving 40% retention to. They're usually newer clients who need to build good habits. So I'm going to link that below here. So you can either recreate this podcast episode to give to your clients yourself, or you can share that podcast episode with your clients directly to help them build their good habit retentions. I find that a client needs to listen to this podcast episode about one to three times, sometimes more, (laughs) in order to be able to do all the steps. And generally, if they are doing all the steps in these podcast episodes, it's broken down into three little mini episodes for them, then they will be coming in with 40% retention. And so you can kind of troubleshoot with them during the appointment as well. But I'm just going to run through how to do that troubleshooting in this episode. Because I know, especially when you're a new lash artist, this can be really scary, intimidating. You are also looking at yourself sometimes about the troubleshooting your skills. But when you're an established artist and all your other clients are coming with 40% lash retention, you can be guaranteed that it's the newer client that is having the issue in either their lifestyle or something biologically that is setting them apart from the other clientele that makes it a little more tricky for them to maintain a good lash retention. So we'll get dive into this and um, how to separate those two clients too. So finding out whether your client has a lifestyle issue or if they have something biologically different about them that is like a fine hair growth that is gonna put them in the higher risk category for losing extensions. Easier to start with the second one, the biologically more prone to losing lashes. So that would, I would fall into that category myself. So lots of people who are blonder, who have fair skin and usually have a finer hair type. Those clients are going to have a lot more flexibility in their hair. When the hair flexes more, the adhesive sometimes can be more prone to popping off of there because you just don't have the strength, right? You build your house on sand, it's not gonna last very long. You build it on like granite, you have a solid foundation, not wiggling anywhere. It's going to be strong and last for a long time. So same kind of idea with lash extensions. So uh, you do wanna be coaching those clients for realistic expectations, but that's that's when you really wanna be diving into stylistically what their lashes should be holding um, and how you should be applying those lashes to make sure that they do last your client longer. In the beginning, you're not gonna have a lot of tools in your toolbox. You're just gonna be starting with classic lashes and that's okay. You might wanna start with a lighter lash though. There are lash sizes available that are like 0.1 or 0.12 and you definitely want to skip out on those 0.2s and be careful with the 0.15s because the heavier the lash extension, the more that it is going to be flexing and torquing on that lash, the less it's going to last, right? So if your client has a fine hair and you can only do classic lash extensions, go for the finest lash extension that you have because then you can go longer. But if you're using the heavier lash extension, you should not be really going much longer than their actual length of their natural lash if they have a very fine hair because they're not, they're just gonna lose it right away. So why do something that's just gonna be gone right away? They're not gonna be happy with that service and your reputation is gonna suffer because of it. So just I'd recommend aiming to do services that are going to give your clients 40% retention after 
ideally three weeks. So don't do something that's gonna fall out after a week because no one's gonna be happy with that, right? So don't waste your time. So once you have built more skills, I would recommend these fine haired clients, uh, fine sparse lashes to go into mega volume. You don't necessarily need to do a blackout look for every single mega volume application. The reason why mega volume is so epic is because you can just build these if you are hand fanning, let's just say this too, because if you are using pre-mades, that's a totally different story. And I really don't recommend that because it's not gonna wrap. So that's not gonna give you really good retention. And it's also likely gonna be too heavy for you to be doing a proper application that's gonna give you 40% retention. You just can't customize and build a fan or have a fan ready for each and every lash that is going to really suit your client style and just like the biological strength of each lash um, the best. So you can guarantee that through hand fanning. And that's why I only hand fan. That's why I teach my students only hand fan. And I recommend you really learn just how to hand fan. Best practice, least expensive. I just don't know why you would wanna go down the road with pre-mades really, when it's such a better service that you can deliver at a lower expense to yourself with handmade fans. So we offer some of the latest lashes around that fan like butter. So it's so easy to hand fan these lashes and custom build fans. They don't need to be 16D. If you're doing a client who wants a natural set, kind of such as myself, who has a fine sparse lash, you can just do like regular volume, but in a mega volume lash, and that is going to last your client way longer. And it is going to also be flexible, like their natural hair. So you're not putting on something that's way chunkier. That's going to be abrasive on their natural lash and way too heavy for it. So once you get into a higher skilled level, I would recommend having these 0.02 lashes available because it is the lightest, which gives you the most options and it will guarantee the longest retention because lighter equals longer wearing always. Just It just is how it is because when you have something heavier, it's gonna break down your adhesive faster. So if you haven't tried them already, I really highly recommend you try out 0.02s. I don't use 0.03s at all. I absolutely, absolutely love this lash and um, that's why we have it as a part of our brand and it's our kind of flagship lash. Again, we'll link that down below. And if you haven't tried it out, try it out because it's going to um, take your retention to the next level, really allow you to do a lot more stylistically than you can, uh, especially with those fine and sparse haired clients, which are honestly going to be your most loyal clients because who really wants the lashes? Girls like me who don't naturally have them. So. A girl who has a thick natural lash, she's not gonna have as much problem with retention, but she also can just get a lash lift and tint and she is paying way less and way less maintenance. So she's likely not going to be as loyal to your services as someone who doesn't have the benefit of falling back on those natural, beautiful lashes without extensions like me. <laughs> So let's move on to the first thing that we mentioned, lifestyle choices that are going to be affecting your client's retention. Let's start with step one, 
clients should not be touching their lashes. And I know that this is something that we shouldn't even have to say, but we do have to say it. And evidence shows through some of my clients I've had, some of them are actually getting good retention, but they didn't know that they can't touch their lash extensions. And they've been clients of mine for like three years. I'm sure that I've told them that before, but sometimes you just have to repeat these things over and over again, right? Just tune up the possibilities of their retention being even better if they're getting good retention. And so always make sure that your clients know that first and foremost, allergies can be another thing. So I guess that does fall into biological in a lot of different ways, but it can also be like habitual or like whatever you're doing in your lifestyle. If you're a really outdoorsy person who loves to be in nature, then you're going to be more prone to that, of course. So um, that's why it's important for you to know your clients too. Um, we get smoke season here. I know a lot of different other places are getting smoked out in the summers as well. That really puts a damper on the lashes. People are having rubbing issues and then they're also having tears, etc. So for my clients, I usually recommend visine eye drops. I am of course not a doctor and neither are you. So you should recommend that they do get seen by their doctor. We don't provide medical care. We don't provide medical advice, but this is readily available at the pharmacy. And I would highly recommend it to your clients who are having issues with allergies because it is so like localized. It just goes straight into the eye. So if they're having a problem, it fixes it really quickly as opposed to taking an oral thing that's affecting your whole body. and taking longer to give the same results. So I highly recommend if you're not advising your clients who get allergies, advising allergy eye drops is a lifesaver for client retention. So hormonal changes in diet, this can be biological, but it can also be lifestyle related. So some of the clients that are going to be affected by this most are brides, grads, anyone who is dieting, right? Because when you diet, your hair generally tends to not be as nice as when you're fully nourished and um, satiated all the time because your body has an abundance of nutrients and it can direct those extra nutrients to things like nails and hair. So when you do start to diet, you can notice hair loss, some um, things like that. When you're coaching the client, just screen out, are you perhaps dieting or restricting your diet in a way that you haven't before? Or are you going through some hormonal changes or even stress? Stress can bring on these hormonal changes and it can be really disruptive to hair growth as well. So these are the things we want to really screen out because sometimes it's not your fault and you really want to just show the client the things that are happening in their life that they can maybe change if possible to make their retention better. And if they can't change it, like some clients might have, a medical issue happening, then at least they know that it's not you, right? You're doing everything you can to coach them to this 100% and your application is good. And it just kind of like will help them not be as frustrated with that, which is really important because when a client is frustrated, then it can affect your reputation, but also your relationship with them. So you want to go through these things and screen them out as well. We're now at the biggest thing that can affect your client's retention. And I know 40% of clients at least are not getting 40% retention purely because they are not using a lash wash and they probably have never washed their lashes at all. Lots of people will be afraid of bringing this up to their clients and especially when they come in with dirty lashes for their lash appointment, they will give them a lash bath just avoiding all that discussion in the first place. And I don't think that that is the best way of instilling the right habits in your clientele. Likely those clients, 
in a lot of different cases are afraid to wash their lashes. They just need to be talked through it and be reassured that it's actually gonna help their lashes and not hinder them. So if you can't, as an artist, get your clients in the habit of washing their lashes before they come in to see you, think about this. Like, do you think that they're washing them when they don't need to see you? Like for instance, if I'm having a hot date or something, I'm shaving my legs, right? But if I'm not having a hot date, maybe not shaving my legs. But so <laughs> it's kind of a funny analogy, but if I know I'm not having a hot date, like definitely not, the, the, the likelihood is not as much. Not like you're a hot date or anything, but I'm just saying when people know that they're going to be seen by other people, they are usually more inclined to be on top of hygiene and that kind of thing. And when they don't have that added pressure or incentive to clean their lashes, then they likely aren't at all. So it is a really good way to ensure that your clients are really feeling safe and knowledgeable and confident to wash their lashes daily they wash their lashes before they come and see you so you might still want to wash them before but you shouldn't really need to when your clientele is educated and they are doing their habits and they're on track they will come in with washed lashes which means you have more time to focus on their lashes and do a good job and that's what really matters, right? Because they can wash their lashes at home. They can't lash their lashes at home. So it's your time is more valuable spent lashing your client than washing their lashes. So I would encourage you to instill these habits in them so they come trained to wash their lashes and just take care of any of their insecurities before. So they show up on their next appointment with washed lashes rather than just doing it for them every single time. We do have a lash wash product that I think is amazing, that is helping so many clients be a lot more confident and prepared to wash their lashes. Um, it's also a lot easier to use. So the brush is attached to the container where they need to twist up the solution. A professional lash wash solution comes out through the end, then they can just go straight into their lashes at the lash line. This brush is a lot more pokey than most uh, traditional lash wash brushes, which I personally like because what really matters is that they get into the base of the lashes and those big round brushes that we're talking about, show you a picture right here, those tend not to get right at the base of the lash line. They don't exfoliate the lash line um, and take out the dead skin cells. So this brush, it has been epic for my clients. Everyone, once they've been educated on how to use it, has been having way better retention and their lashes have been squeaky clean. So the other thing is that's awesome about it is this brush doesn't really breed bacteria like those other bigger brushes do. It will never get lost. This comes right into their purse. So gym bag, um, their boyfriend's house, no matter where, this is not going to be like an exploding foam pump in their purse. It's super convenient to take anywhere and it's super easy to use. So once they're finished with the washing of the base of the lashes, um, the other great thing that's different about this is that it does not foam. It doesn't foam. And I know that blows everyone's mind and that is a little bit of a coaching time for your client as well. But it is a professional lash wash solution because you're not using too much solution that is too foamy and everywhere. It means you don't have to wash all that foamy grossness off. So that means less allergens for the client. So because lots of clients find those bubbles irritating actually if they're sitting on the skin and not properly washed off. Uh, it also means less stripping of the oils, the natural oils that are really important to the skin health, just the eye health around the eye. You don't disrupt the natural biology of like what's actually 
happening awesome for the eye regularly. You are just going in there and using a concentrated amount of solution right at the base of the lash, not like everywhere, it's not necessary. And then you are taking some water in the top of the cap or like here and rinsing it out because you don't need to do a bunch of rinsing because you did not use a bunch of crazy foam everywhere you didn't need it. And so because you did not use like a crazy amount of foaming eyelash wash on places where you did not need it, everywhere else on your eye, you don't have to rinse as much. The process is a lot easier for the client. It takes probably like a third of the time to wash your lashes. And also you don't have to rinse and rub as much at the base of the lash line, which means your work is not getting disturbed as much. Who wants their client in there rubbing around with a brush more than necessary? More irritation, more stripping of the natural oils, which causes irritation afterwards, and more chance of the bonds of your adhesive to being broken because they are going in there and using more of a scrubbing motion. You just need to get your clients in there to remove the residual oils building up at the base of the lashes and you need to get in there and exfoliate a little bit of the dead skin cells. But you do not need to have a crazy foamy mess happening on your client that is causing more irritation and more agitation to your lash extensions than necessary. So if you haven't already, I would consider switching to something like this that is going to save your um, clients time and money. This also lasts the client everyday use at least three months. Some of my clients are getting a little bit more than that, but typically all you really want to see from an eye product is three months use because they should be replacing it afterwards so that bacteria doesn't get growing inside of the product. So I would really recommend switching over to something like that if you haven't already. We actually do custom branding for lash artists like yourself, so you can click the link below. If you're looking at supplying this in your studio and we can hook you up with your own custom branded lash wash pens that are professional solution and uh, comes with the brush inside there that will save your clients time and money on their lashes and help with their retention at the same time. So you do also want to coach your clients about the first 24 hours after their appointment. These days, most adhesives are self-curing or in one way or another. So this is not as important as it was back in the day, but it still is on some level. Most adhesives, if you, even if they say they're self-curing or blah, 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 if you drop a bunch of water on it, it's gonna shock cure white. And this is just the truth about a cyanoacrylate, even a cyanoacrylate free sometimes adhesive, no matter what, that adhesive is shock drying and it's going to cure fast and fast equals brittle and breaking. So what happens is the outside of the adhesive usually is curing first and the inside is curing over up to three days. And we wanna keep that inside flexible as possible so it's gonna not be brittle, right? So this is true for all cyanoacrylate glues. So I'm just, no matter what they tell you, this is the truth. It's chemistry, it's science, it is the truth. And in my experience, it's also, True for the Cyanoracrylate Free, which we are going to be launching that I've been testing in my studio for the last year. So you do want to coach your clients still, even though it's not as important that they want to avoid getting their lashes fully wet for the first 24 hours. 
uh, avoid saunas, avoid oils around the eyes always, but uh, especially in the first 24 hours. Getting makeup on your lash line. So lots of clients love to put mascara on the bottoms. Lots of mascaras contain oils. It's just gonna transfer to the top. So also excessive heat is another thing. And heat is more related to damaging the extensions than the adhesive themselves. But your client will get less than 40% retention when they come in with super singed lashes and you have to pop them all off, right? And then you have to replace them. Then you're starting at a good place and just having to like play catch up the whole time because they've damaged those lashes. So they are gonna come in with less than 40% and you'll always be playing catch up to replace those damaged singed extensions, which look like this after they've been exposed to either sometimes cigarette lighter oven. I've had a client say bong hits. Also hair dryer. That's another thing that lots of us don't consider, but hair dryers can be the number one offender. So uh, definitely avoid that and coach your clients how to properly take care of the extensions so you're not having to pop those extensions off and do a lot of extra work on the infill, which is gonna set you back and make the retention not as great looking the next time. So prepping your client for their appointment when they come in next is like really key. So we already talked about getting them to wash the lash extensions, but another thing that I have found in my experience is clients who come in who love face products. So tell them no serums, no moisturizers, no sprays on the day of extensions because that is all going to be on sitting on the top of their lashes. Even if you rinse it off, a lot of those sprays have residues. They're going to make the hair a lot more smooth and silky. You want it to be a little bit more texturized and porous. So you don't want to have any kind of like serums or lotions affecting that hair. You want to have it a little bit more exposed. Um, so we want to keep all those beautiful serums and lotions away from that that we use on our skin and eye area. And another thing that can be super sneaky is hairspray. And lots of clients don't even think about that, but you're spraying your hairspray, right? And it gets all over your eyes. So tell them no hairspray as well. And this is all covered in my podcast episode as well for clients. So if you want to fast forward your clients through this conversation, I would highly recommend just linking down to that podcast episode or forwarding it to them. You can post it on your social media or you can just go in there, listen to all my tips, write them down, re-record that podcast episode or launch it on your own YouTube channel or something and then link your clients to that because it honestly saves you so much time talking to your clients about that every single time. They can listen to it when they're ready to listen to it on the road, when they're cleaning, little by little. And that way it's not like you're just like lecturing them during their appointment. It is nice to talk about things, but I find it's better if they listen to that at a time when they're ready to hear it, uh, not when they're all sleepy and trying to relax um, on your table. And then when they come in for their next appointment, double check that they did listen to it. And that also puts the accountability on them that you're prepared to coach them, but they need to be listening to those things as well and be actively participating in their own retention in order to get the best results. So when they come in, if they've listened to it, great. Go through the checklist in your head of what this could possibly be wrong and start interacting with them on the different things they think they are doing right and the things they are doing wrong. Chances are they'll need to listen to that a couple times, but after that, they will be coming back with 40% retention. You're gonna see a lot more of a happy client. You're gonna be happier as a lash artist. It's gonna do a lot for your reputation and it's gonna really show that you care about your clients. The worst thing you can do is just say nothing because 
that is going to ruin your reputation and you won't build any clientele that way. It's just absolutely a disservice to your client. Um, they're likely going to be causing damage in their lashes one way or another because you're not teaching them proper aftercare with cleaning their lashes, etc. So please make it a focus of your career that you are going to make some sort of a benchmark of what is a fill versus what is the full set and customarily that is 40 percent for every studio or salon that i have really come encountered that you're going to enforce that policy because that's what encourages your clients to get interested in these tips that will protect the longevity of their lashes but also the health of their natural lashes and it's also going to boost the your career so don't cut corners on this please find it within yourself to get through those first couple awkward conversations and i promise you the more you talk to your clients about this the better it feels once you're able to coach at least one person through beating bad retention you're gonna feel so good about yourself and the situation that you're just gonna want to keep doing that for every client and you're gonna want to save them the time and money that you have save that other client so have any other questions please dm me at elevatelash.ca i love connecting with people and helping them through their lash journey or you can also comment on this video below consider liking and subscribing to this channel there's going to be a lot more information I'm creating these videos to help my students, but also everyone else in Lashland. So there's gonna be lots more relevant content coming your way. And if you ever have something that you have a question about, you can just DM me and I will would love to talk to you about creating a YouTube episode or something like that to help you through it. Love this episode? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thanks for listening.